Hi everyone and welcome to Industry Insiders, the show brought to you by Edinburgh College which gives expert advice and inspiration whatever your career goal. I'm Scott and today's episode is all about electrical vehicle technology. I'll be talking to Bob Murphy, a business development manager with Evolt, the organisation which provides electrical vehicle charging technology helping power people's journeys all over the world. Thanks for coming along to speak to us, Bob. Thanks very much. So first of all, we want to hear from you about your experience working with electrical vehicles. What did you study at school? And given it's a reasonably new industry, did you move from something else into this field? Yeah, it's been a bit of a a roundabout sort of career path for me. Um, I started off as an art student uh, way back several years ago, uh, several, several tens of years ago now. Uh, and uh, from from there moved into sales and um, customer service uh, working mainly in the contact centre industry yeah. uh, and then from there moved towards um, sales again with the contact centre industry and um, into university uh, until I got made redundant and um, What were you studying at university? Uh, I was managing a team of admissions uh, people yeah. for, for Edinburgh University ah, right. so um, so we were dealing with all the undergraduate and postgraduate admissions so absolutely no relation whatsoever to where I am just now but the being made redundant from that role yeah. uh, allowed me to come back to college to retrain as a mature student and it was from there that I then got involved with the electric vehicle industry and it's, it's kind of grown since there so yeah kind of around my way to, to get into it and uh, it's certainly been a, an interesting path. Nice. Uh, so, obviously, you said you went to college um, before. Did you do any like learning on the job as well after you went to college? Or? Yeah, when I came back to, to college the second time around, I was studying to be a mechanic. So, studying like vehicle maintenance yeah. and repair. Um, I'd always had an interest in vehicles, always had a, an interest in cars, modifying cars, fixing my own things, working on my dad's cars, all sorts of things like that. So when when I got made redundant and the opportunity was there to come and retrain and uh, and take advantage of the, the courses that were available at the college, yep. uh, I kind of jumped at the chance and came on board. And through that course, um, the electric vehicles were enjoying a, a bit of a renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been around for hundreds of years. This is something people don't realise yeah. that electric vehicles have been around since uh, way back before uh, last century. Um, but they kind of faded away as petrol and diesel became more more prevalent. It's only really just been the last maybe fifteen years they've enjoyed a, a resurgence as due to environmental pressures and so yeah. on and so forth. So, so Edinburgh College at the time um, were doing a research program. I got involved with the research program. Uh, and then as that research programme ended and the college moved to a, a fully electric pool car fleet, I became the fleet manager. Uh, so moved straight from the college course into a, a full-time role. Uh, and then that's that's kind of where it all started off. Um, but yeah, the lots of on-the-job learning. Yeah. Because, it, because it is such a new industry, you're, you're always kind of looking at blogs, you're, you're watching videos on YouTube like Fully Charged yeah. and uh, Plug Life Television, things like that. You're, you're looking through articles and magazines to, to learn about the braking technology, to to learn about what's what's coming in the marketplace, what people are doing with the technology. So you're always kind of trying to learn as much as you yeah, can. Absolutely, and, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And keep your skills and stuff updated. Yeah, and, your, and what, what I find as well is that now that I've moved into the, the charging point provider industry, there's, there's a whole new skill set that I'm learning 
to do with the electrical side of things, yeah. not just the vehicles, but the you know domestic electrics, um, grid electrics, and stuff like that. These are all kind of conversations we're having with customers. So you're you're always something new every day. Yeah. Uh, so just moving on a wee bit from that um, and thinking about your job now, what does a typical day in the life of Bob Murphy in your industry look like? So my role as business development manager is to, to deal with inquiries come through for people, businesses want charge points and to, to actively generate business for, for the organisation as well. So um, there's a lot of site visits, a lot of surveys, um, a lot of speaking to clients, uh, going to locations to take a look at what power they've got, see what kind of charge points are going to suit their businesses, um, speaking with Transport Scotland, speaking with uh, funders like Energy Savings Trust and things like that. So an awful lot of communication, uh, an awful lot of spreadsheets and documents and quotes um, uh, and then kind of guiding people and, yeah. and, and offering knowledge that, that I've gained over the years to, to help them to, to put in the right kind of charging infrastructure that's going to suit what they need and that's going to benefit the, yeah. the, the community as a whole. Um, so who else works for EVO and uh, what kind of roles do they do? So we've got business development managers, we've got project managers who take on board the projects um, after we receive a purchase order. So they liaise with contractors yeah. uh, and installation teams. So we've got the installation teams as well who do the, the civils works, um, the, uh, the electrical work as well to, to connect the charge points to fit them all together, um, plug them in, power them up. We've got technicians and engineers who go out and service the posts all around the country. Uh, they do commissioning, they do maintenance, they do yeah. repairs, uh, all that kind of stuff, fault finding and, and so on and so forth. Uh, then on top of that, we've got sales admin staff as well that work in the main office who deal with all the kind of admin side of things. Uh, then you've got financial staff, credit controllers, uh, and, um, and we've found that we're now taking on board some some extra people as well to help out with running the actual network and the customer service side of things so so you've all, you've got loads of different roles all kind of kind of pushed yeah. in together there so we've got a wide range yeah uh, a wide range yeah. of skill sets yeah and uh, a good a good range of opportunities for people to get involved with, with the industry as a whole not maybe necessarily as you know focused on one role but you know if you've got transferable skills in, in almost any area yeah there, there's an area within the electric vehicle industry that they will map across to yeah Nice one. Um, what would you say is the most challenging thing about your job? Um, I would say just now is the length of the working day. Um, the just never enough hours in the day. No, there's not. <laughs> there, there, there genuinely isn't. The the kind of level of interest in electric vehicles has has, has risen exponentially. Um, certainly since way back nine years ago, eight, eight, eight nine years ago when I got started with it all. Yeah. Um, although. And having said that, electric vehicles really only make up 2% of the marketplace just now. And if you can imagine all the millions of cars on the road, yeah. there's there's no end in sight for how busy it's going to be. So so we are, we're constantly, we're, we're finding ourselves, I'm, I'm certainly finding myself working uh, pretty long days to to get the quotes out, to, to speak to people, to, to do the work and so on and so forth. And you know that's why we're hiring more people to, to deal with that workload that's coming through. So that's probably the... The major challenge is kind of keeping on top of all of that and, and not letting it overwhelm you. You know, you've it's the same as any job. You've got to make time for yourself. You've got yeah. to know when to stop and switch <laughs> the phone off. Yeah, definitely. And go away and do something else instead. Definitely. You know, and, and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's probably the main challenge. It's just you know that that, that work life balance probably is the I'd say the, the chief challenge with it just now. Yeah. And the other side of that is you know what is the most rewarding thing about your job? 
Um, being able to put some money behind me, I must admit, it's been a because we're so busy, um, and because I do because I'm working sales, that yeah. was a bonus that comes with the sales and so on and so forth. So that bonus just gets put away every month, and it's building up and it's yeah. building up and it's building up, and that's that's the best thing about it. It means I can go away on holidays, I can take that downtime, I can switch off, I can go somewhere where it's not raining. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the sun for a bit and things like that and, uh, and buy guitars and, and that got kind to be of, done though eh? oh, that kind of stuff, yeah. <laughs> I've not, not gone daft and bought a silly car yet that was always on the horizon but I've, I've been quite quite good so far so. good stuff good stuff um, so just looking a wee bit at the wider industry um, obviously the electrical vehicle industry is evolving mm-hmm. uh, where do you think the, the change will be in the next sort of five years we're going to see a lot more a lot more charge points on the streets we're going to see a lot more charge points in workplaces we're going to see a lot more charge points in places like airports hotels bed and breakfasts um, and at homes as well yeah. you know the the domestic market is a huge market 80% of car charging is expected to be done at home if you think about it you park your car on your driveway if, if you're lucky enough to have a driveway it sits there doing nothing all night yeah. and that's the best time to charge your car is when you're not actually using it so you're going to see a, a massive uptake in the, the electric vehicles that are on the roads um, different types of vehicles so heavier vehicles commercial vehicles um, maybe even electric airplanes yeah. um, fully electric ferries and things like that it's already there's already some examples of those yes. um, around and about um, so you're going to see this 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 mass adoption of electric vehicle technology with the associated charges that that's yeah. going to bring. Um, but then again, at the same time, it brings an awful lot of opportunities as well. So it's it's just going to get busier and busier and busier. Yeah. Um, so what are the characteristics of someone who wants to work in the electrical vehicle industry? I think it's good to have a, an interest in the technology, um, to have uh, the ability to speak about things like environmental concerns and some of the, the, the kind of key drivers that people have for taking on board electric vehicles. Um, you know, things like the financial aspect, for instance, you know, you've got to be able to talk about running costs and so on and so forth. Um, you've got to have a bit of a business mind to, you know, sort of understand what businesses want, why they want it, what's going to fit best for them and things like that. Um, an interest in the technology um, is, is useful too, um, to, to kind of take you on to the the kind of next level and things um, but like everything else if you've got those kind of interests and you want to do something to make the world a better place yes. there will be a role for you within it next one um, so what is the best piece of advice somebody has given you for your career learn to switch off <laughs> <laughs> absolutely is, is definitely learn. learn learn to know when you're doing too much and learn to switch off and make time for family make time for leisure activities have that personal time as well yeah, yeah. just take some time to decompress and, uh, and just relax and you know you can only do you can only do so much you know if, if you're if you're pushing 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 all the time to do to do far too much in one go it's it's not healthy um, so learning to switch off is, is definitely one of the things and, and persevere never give up that's another thing you know is uh, you know if you've maybe not got the best grades or anything like that or you're you feel like you're not qualified enough you know don't worry about it there are ways around that there are skills that you have that will be able to, to move on to, yeah. to to good career paths and stuff like that so yeah persevere but make time to chill out good stuff good advice
for, ne- for the next bit um, some of our automotive students have actually sent in some questions for me to ask you mm-hmm. so uh, the first one is um, from one student who is studying traditional light vehicle course how easy would it be to transition into a role working on electric vehicles within a garage? Is there any, do you know of any training courses available? Yeah, yeah. there are training courses available for, for electric vehicles. So you can do this uh, through the college. The college yep. offer various courses, um, different levels of courses as well. You can do an introductory course and then it goes more advanced and so on and so forth. That covers basics like the the safety aspects of electric vehicles because of course you're working with high voltage it will kill you if you do something wrong so you have to know what you're doing yeah. um, you you also get information on fault diagnosis and um, plugging the computers into the car to check and see what's going on with it um, changing components and so on and so forth the safe methods of doing that and uh, yeah there are there are courses available anybody who's done light vehicle maintenance who who would then move into a, a dealership environment will get training, training through the dealership as well to to help them with, with any vehicles that come through the door. Um, but even having said that, you know, there, there's plenty of stuff on an electric vehicle that can be done with that kind of yeah. basic knowledge um, where you're not messing with the, the high voltage system mm-hmm. um, where that kind of training is going to come in useful anyway. Good stuff. Um, the next question is, do you see a time when college automotive courses will just be for electric vehicles? Good question. I don't <laughs> think so because the, there will always be a need for the traditional skills. Yeah. And one of the things that's happening within the industry just now is you see a lot of people doing conversions of old vehicles. Yeah. So take something like a Volkswagen Beetle, they'll take the engine out of it, they'll turn it into an electric vehicle, All right. which has twice the power and yeah. 120 plus miles range. It's then environmentally friendly and it costs nothing to run. But, you know, if you're then talking about restoring old vehicles, you need those traditional skills to yeah. work with metal, to work with, you know, welding and so on and so forth, to, to work with engines and things and all sorts of stuff like that. So I think there's there's going to be a, a mix of it um, as time goes on. Come come 2032, the, the Scottish government's committed to phasing out uh, the sale of new petrol and new diesel vehicles. Yeah. But when you look at the amount of vehicles that are already on the market and being used they're not going to be going away for a long, long time. So there's still going to be a need for, for people to, to, to be able to repair those as well as electric vehicles. Yeah. Uh, and the next question is, um, how long does it typically take to charge an electric car? Depends on the vehicle, but uh, as a kind of rule, if you're using a, a rapid charger, yeah. which is uh, usually a, a high-power high charger in a public place like a park and ride or, uh, or a cinema or a motorway service station, uh, it can take as little as 30 minutes. Uh, to, to charge the car up to that's 80%. not too bad actually yeah, it's minutes. not too bad not by too the bad. time you've you've had a coffee you've checked Facebook you've checked Twitter um, the car's charged yeah. ready for you to continue the next hop of the journey um, otherwise if your car is completely flat you're looking at anything from sort of 4 to 12 hours depending on the size of the battery the power you've got available on the charge point and that's why the domestic charging is, is great because you plug it in overnight like your phone yeah. and then when you wake up the next morning it's, it's fully charged and ready to go, go for yeah. it. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, how reliable are electric cars in comparison to sort of petrol or diesel cars? They're, they're incredibly reliable. There's, there's far less to go wrong with them. Um, and all the time running the, the fleet cars for Edinburgh College, the only breakdowns we had were deliberate. Yeah. When I deliberately ran the battery flat to see what would happen. Um, or when we had a puncture, yeah. which could happen, <laughs> happen to anything. 
Um, but yeah, there's, there's less moving parts. There's there's no no oil to change. There's no filters to change really. There's no exhaust that's going to fall off because yeah. it gets rusty. Um, there's no major servicing to be done. Uh, you just keep the screen wash topped up. Keep the tires at the right pressure. Just get it checked every year, as we normally do yeah. for for everything like that, and uh, and that's fine. But I mean, there's there's cars doing well over 160,000 miles without major problems in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, some of them aren't even changing brake pads because people aren't hardly using the brakes because the car slows itself down with with regen energy as, yeah. as it goes. You know, so so yeah, far far more reliable than petrol diesel vehicles. Um, so how do Tesla? provide a longer running time than manufacturers like BMW? It's down to the, the size of the battery pack. So each um, each different vehicle has a, a, a battery pack in it that yeah. provides the, the energy for the traction motor and the rest of the car. So the bigger the capacity of the battery pack, then the more energy is available for the car. Yeah. It's like having a, a bigger fuel tank. You, you'll go more miles because you've got that, you've, you've got more energy. So Tesla's cars come in battery pack sizes from 70 kilowatt hours to 100 kilowatt hours. And it's basically lots and lots of little batteries put yeah. together into little modules that are then tied in together to make one big battery pack. And it looks a bit like a skateboard the chassis. So you've got this big flat, battery pack underneath the car, yeah. four wheels at either corner and then the body on top of it. Um, but because they do the bigger battery pack, they can do longer range vehicles than than BMW. Um, but other manufacturers are catching up and the battery technology is getting better now as well. So you can put more you can put more energy into a smaller battery pack, a smaller yeah. physical size battery pack. Uh, which is allowing vehicles like Kias and um, Nissans and Renaults yeah. and things to, to to start to knock on Tesla's door as far as the, the kind of mileage goes. But yeah, just just so those kind of like improvements sort of all the time yeah, every yeah, year. The, the industry's moving along at such a pace because people demand cars with with high range, yeah. which makes no sense really when you think about it because the, the average distance for a a Scottish driver to do a trip is about six miles. Yeah, you know, most people to work only, only, the shops yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Most people only drive their cars six miles a day. Um, why do you need something that does six hundred miles in one go? Yeah, do you have the endurance to drive six hundred miles in one go? You know, you have to stop eventually at some point yeah. to, to have a comfort break or whatever. You know, so you might not necessarily need a car that's got a massive battery pack. Um, you know, you just have to kind of look at your needs for it, but it's. Uh, but yeah, it's the, the industry is driving stuff like that. You know, people want quicker. They want quicker charge times. They want yeah. better range. They want better speed. They want all those kind of things. So, industry is kind of scrambling now to, to kind of deliver those so that people will buy the cars at the end of the day. So we're on to the final question of the episode. Um, where do you see your career in uh, five years' time? Early retirement. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to continue to get busy. It's, uh, I think um, the role I'm in just now, I'm really, really enjoying it. You know, I don't want to to, to kind of move up to the next level, if you like, because then it will take me away from the customers, it will take me away from the travelling and things. And I really enjoy what I'm doing just now. And I really enjoy the interaction and doing yeah. presentations and, um, you know, helping to educate people and stuff like that. So I think it's just going to continue as it is for the next five years. It's going to get busier and busier and busier. Uh, and um, and yeah, who knows? And in five years' time, goodness knows what we'll be selling. We might be selling um, charge points for autonomous drones, or charge yeah. points without a cable, uh, or charging robots. Who knows where it's going to go? But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us, Bob. It's uh, much welcome. appreciated. Um, 
Thank you to everyone who's been listening. Um, we hope you found this episode useful. Tune in to our next episode to find out which industry we'll be exploring next. <laughs> <laughs>